This is for the ages, the kids who reckless, get them on stages, I'm taking mental inventory of these haters, what happens in my brain stays in it like Vegas, I ain't playing kid, this is no hobby, y'all ain't trying to hurt nobody like playing kid, the word got around about this amazing kid, when his flow spark it get darker than an Asian wig, hey man, hey I like that guitar man, let me get a little bit of reverb, girl be rid of wood, stick it remember the note? coffee didn't help <laughs> coffee makes me sleepier sometimes sometimes yeah all right welcome welcome we are back hello we're starting another show yes right now we're doing it right now we're doing it man we're doing it uh it's the kate of frank podcast i think you know that by the icon <laughs> and the the logo <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. on your podcast app uh welcome it's the first episode of summer it is yes welcome been a hot minute since i feel like we've done an episode it's been at least since like almost a like month early june yeah it was like so it has been like a month yeah uh yeah why 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 haven't we done it uh What's our well excuse? you had been under the weather for a while and i went back to work and i already don't like your mic placement what the fuck what it's already it's where you said to put it like right in the middle like that, like that. You had like you had like your face in the middle of your phone like that. From my perspective, what's what's your perspective look like? Uh, just looks like I have a phone in front of me. What about me? mine like that? 
Um, you're Looks perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, what is today? Today is July. Eighth? I'm using two papers. July eighth, right? July eighth. It's about ten forty-five a.m. It's a Wednesday. Uh, unimportant. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Some uh, people might like to know the exact date without looking at a calendar. I'm already saying a lot. I'm doing it because I'm nervous and I feel <laughs> rusty. <laughs> Don't be nervous. It's okay. It's about 74 degrees. Very sunny right now in San Diego. These are the dog days I told you. You did tell what, me about the dog it? days. The dog days of summer. What does it's that mean? It's like the hottest days. Yeah. Yeah. Early July to early September. Now it, it makes me... No, it makes me know more of the meaning of um yeah that song i, that I was song. thinking about that yesterday I when i was driving to work i don't know why it just randomly popped in my head and i was like oh shit so that's like what that song means the dog days are over the dog days are over i do like that song though it's it's kind of catchy at and, least for me and i think the third diary of a wimpy kid movie is like the dog days or something mm. <laughs> i know you're a huge uh, diary of a no. wimpy kid Uh, wow (laughs) i prefer junie b jones okay (laughs) if i have to read kid books again i don't even know what that is junie Uh, b jones junie b jones it's like a little like kid book series i used to love those books as a kid and she'd be like the b stands for beatrice and like all this other stuff but it was like a good like a book to kind of grow up with because it tackled a lot of different things that you grow up trying to like learn about yeah like puberty (laughs) like bullying like a bunch of different stuff but i thought they were pretty good books so if you have a kid maybe uh, what do they teach you about bullying uh like not to do it just don't bully (laughs) like don't bully like speak up if you're being bullied bullied. like find help like stand up for yourself like like don't succumb to the bullies like don't let them like trap you in that feeling that's common knowledge that doesn't sound like anything new Give some specifics. Some, what, what did? Okay, but some people don't teach <laughs> their kids ago. that because they don't talk about bullying. Or they bully their kids. And I've I was bullied. I was never taught like how to stand up for myself. That it's okay to like yeah, tattle on a bully because you're always told don't don't be a tattletale. Don't be a tattletale. Like nobody likes a tattletale. I think everyone's kind and of. And so you kind of like, oh, am I being a tattletale if I tell on them? that they're bullying me yeah so there's a lot of that like confusion especially as a kid i could give a fuck man i could give a fuck if like people like call you a tattletale or something like if you if you're a whistleblower or something and you're like in the right you're being abused or you're being like yeah you shouldn't feel shamed for standing up targeted right yeah you should like be on the search for as many allies and like people who can help you as possible and don't like oh no they're they're titling me this thing. They're they're oh. just bullying me more. They're name calling me more. Like, well, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, go get some like allies. Yeah. In this, like, situation. so then other people can open their eyes and see that this person is behaving in a wrong way. Right. Um. So I wrote. Let's get organized here, Ashley. God damn it. God damn it. Get organized. <laughs> get your life together. <laughs> uh, so we have been. Uh, let's do a. Let's do a state of the mind first. Okay. Since that's at the very so top re- of my page. Yes. Remind. Remind our listeners. Uh, the Cato Frank state of the mind advisory system <laughs> is based on the Homeland Security Advisory System. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you feel like today? Uh, do you feel 
Uh, low? Do you feel guarded, elevated, high, or severe? You said you had a cloud. <laughs> I do. I feel like mm. I have a small little, like, <laughs> I don't know, cloud. like a block, a little brain cloud in, Hanks, in like, a spot of my head. Um, oops, don't sorry, touch my plant. plant. Just hit our beautiful little plant with my pencil. Um, I feel... I feel in the middle. Is that elevated? Yes. Okay, maybe a, maybe a step down from elevated. Feel I feel guarded. guarded. So I, I don't feel like too intense, but I definitely still nice. feel a little bit of like that anxiety because and of that, that whole anticipation of wanting to do Yeah, like I feel your... like I feel like I got a lot of stuff I kinda wanna accomplish today. I didn't accomplish pretty much anything I wanted to my previous day off. You know, I didn't really read or work on any show notes. Um right. I just kind of took that day as like a, a fuck off day, yeah. um, which is okay to have every once in a while. But I think for people who struggle a lot with like anxiety mm -hmm. and like pressure and depression, um, procrastinating to me kind of adds more onto my plate because yeah. I feel like more defeated and I feel like, oh, I'm not accomplishing anything and I'm a piece of shit or yeah. I'm too I lazy. Failed. Yeah, I failed. Couldn't get my shit together. Um, so I think that little cloud is just there's some things I want to I want to accomplish today. Um, I want to go get my hair cut and with the whole, you know, COVID and everything and not knowing the protocols. And are they going to have an opening today because they only do day of appointments? Yeah, and, that's crazy. First um, come, first serve. So kind of dealing with a lot of that and then hoping that like I still have like the energy and the time to do the other things I want to do. Yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, I feel low today feel uh, nice. pretty i don't have anything on my mind really and i feel like like chemically pretty balanced today like waking up um i don't feel like depressed or or stressed out or Ooh, anxious yay. or uh distracted but i also don't have anything on my mind to focus on really so I, like after this like i don't have anything specific to, like, like i should I, I need to like do better at least having like a backups like I, a, I don't want to like force myself to almost like a a loosely based structure yeah but i i always struggle with that like i don't want to like set anything in stone but at the same time i know i, I need something to kind of focus on or look forward to after yeah. So kind of set, else, set up so. like a guideline, but you don't have to necessarily like stick to it. Yeah, but I'm bad at that. So it's like <laughs> I'll just, I don't know, see how I feel after this and reassess. But yeah, kind of go from there. Yeah. But that's you're, good you're out of love right now. You're elevating me to guarded now. I'm very, I feel guarded don't, now. Don't I, feel guarded. I don't know about my, <laughs> my, uh. Hey. my own follow-throughs or it's my okay. own goal setting we're all human and it's not like everything has to be accomplished like right this instant so continue to feel that nice that nice low and kind of don't put those restrictions <laughs> on yourself so then you bump up that level this is a uh number nine on my um papers that we're catching up on Whoa, you know what would have um, been crazy? Out of, I think, 20. I think I'm on number 20 right now. Jesus Christ. So we have so 10 we're not even halfway. Yeah, we're a little better. less than halfway. What would have been crazy mm. is if today was the 9th and we we recorded the 9th, but I do work tomorrow, so we wouldn't have been able to. But that would have been a cool, like, uh, 
synchronicity if it would have happened. <laughs> so these notes, uh, this, uh, these, uh, this paper, I'm going to start calling uh, like my diary, I'm treating it. I mean, that's what I've been treating it as, but um, these diary notes were written. I, I don't have a start date, uh, but I ended writing it on April 17th. Okay, so sometime it usually takes me about week. a week or two to write like a whole page or fill it up with notes. So um, there's that. Uh, I think my first one of uh, stuff we've been up to, what we've been up to today, WW butt or, or recently <laughs> is my first one on here is we went on a walk to like Murray the other day and we saw a bird. Either a condor, yeah. California condor, or a hawk of some sort. It kind of had white line, like, like white, a white uh, stripe. stripe under its wings. So that's what made us think it was a condor. But it didn't look as big as other condors I feel like we've seen. I and mean, he still looked pretty big. Yeah. And he also pointed his, pointed his wings when he, yeah. he dove. So he was like, f he flew up like he gained some height. And yeah. then he did kind of like he was kind of circling. a lazy circle. And then he pointed his wings and started like diving towards the water. And then got really close to the water and dun, dun, dun. kind of leveled out and then splashed down really hard and came up with a fucking big ass fish in its. That was pretty talons. cool. Yeah. Like we were, I was not expecting to see that. No. Because no, I've never, no I don't think we've ever really dive. seen that happen at the lake. Not I've at least never, not that I can like I don't remember. Think I've ever seen it like in person anywhere. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I ever I've have seen it really like, either. Eagles do it in nature documentaries, but never in person. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And it was kind of far away. But Are you gonna talk about your bee incident? Uh, yeah, that was actually <laughs> on another episode. Oh, okay, we'll save it then. <laughs> I got stung by a bee. But we'll tell you that story later. Okay. It's a preview. <laughs> um, so that was cool to see the... Uh, yeah, and then it flew really off cool. and we saw it <laughs> like trying to like keep a grip on it. Like trying to adjust its grip like the fish was like trying to wiggle out of its grasp. I hope, I hope he didn't lose it and flew to like its nest and like fed a bunch of babies or something. That would have been cool. It would have been cool to see like where it ended up. Like, yeah, not the whole, like, eating of the fish, but to see, like, where did that bird, like, take it? Yeah. Like, is there I a nest? I try to watch it or... as long as we could, but it was just too far yeah, away. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it the... kind of turns the little corner um, with the way the lake's set up in the area we were at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, it was hot that day, though. Yeah, it's been pretty hot. So we had hot. some 90s. The dog days. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I've been, I was sick for... In our last episode, in I had been June. sick for, like, the first two weeks of June. Yeah. Vomiting and going to the bathroom a lot. A lot of... Not keeping food down. Yeah, a lot of discomfort. Yeah, a lot of, like, cramps in my stomach. and Bloating. I had, like, a dull pain. I feel like you said you felt bloated. Yeah. Uh, I had a dull pain in, like, the... My right abdomen. So, after that didn't subside... I uh, ended up going to the doctor and got in, like, I don't know, called Monday and got in, or called Friday, got in on Monday. Uh, that was probably, like, the third week in June. Yeah, and, I think so. Or the last week in June, I forget. And uh, that was 
an interesting situation. I mean, he... I told you, like, he, uh... I met him, or he can't... He comes into the... It wasn't an exam room, so it was just, like, uh... It was just... Like a little checkup station. Yeah, I don't know, there's, like, a, a chair in there, and their, like, desk with the sink and stuff that they all have. Um... But anyway, he, like, comes in, he, like, asks me, like, what I'm there for, and I tell him, um, and then he, like, bends down, like, he's gonna, like, start poking my stomach, but then he's like, hold on, come with me, come, follow me, follow me. So I, like, follow him down the hallway into an exam room, into another fucking room, I, like, sit on the chair there, and he starts, like, poking my stomach, he's like, does this hurt, does this hurt? He's like, no, no, not to the touch, um, he says, well, if it was, like, pancreatitis or uh what's the fucking other thing that's like has to do with like your uh ibs or gastro something no something to do with like your digestive enzymes um he said if it was like that shit that it would be very painful like just touching like almost like a bruise or something and that wasn't the case so he said it was gastroenteritis Hmm. which is like a stomach flu stomach virus right um and he just recommended like a liquid diet he didn't give me a set amount of time yeah it sounds like he uh he kind of rushed you through yeah i was i was in and out i was the only person there when i got there they took me back right away and then i was out within like 15 minutes from i felt like 15 minutes from like the stepping into stepping out like total yeah checking in going to the fucking exam room i feel like seeing the nurse like i stayed home i didn't go with you and i feel like you like walked out and within like (laughs) maybe a half an hour like you were already (laughs) back and i was like that was the quickest doctor's appointment like freaking (laughs) ever yeah uh i didn't i didn't like i feel like every time i've gone he's he's kind of rushed like get him in get him out like just by the numbers uh so he uh he told me like the liquid diet he said eat like lentils he kept suggesting lentil soup Hmm. and then uh he said i could give you a prescription he immediately was like pushing a prescription which i didn't like which what it was for was basically you can also like buy it over the counter Uh, you don't need a prescription for it prescription pepsid yeah so, like, to get that extra dosage, yeah. you had to have the prescription. Apparently, the only difference with <laughs> prescription and over-the-counter is it's a higher dose yeah. for Pepsid AC. Hmm. So, I uh, didn't get the prescription. I just went and got some over-the-counter stuff so I don't have to fuck with the pharmacies. More insurance crap. and <laughs> Yeah, and waiting and driving. Right. And, uh so I don't know. I just kind of I didn't like being rushed and rushed out, and there was. I just felt like it was unprofessional. I told yeah. you some of the stuff the the nurses or like the check in, like they have no social skills. They were just pretty much like hi, like when you walk in, and they stare at they stared at me. I was like, how's it going? Like, and. Uh, I had to like tell him what I was there for. No initiating from yeah, them. like they oh, like what time's your appointment? You. Or... They don't guide you through. Um, there's no like welcoming aspect from 
from that office at least which is ridiculous because it's a doctor's office like you should feel the most comfortable right because this is like difficult thing. yeah like you're already there because you're in some sort of discomfort something is wrong and so like when i go into a doctor's office like i want to feel comfortable i want to feel you're already taken, vulnerable yeah i want to feel taken care of i want to feel like they're listening to me because i wouldn't be there if i felt like i could handle whatever i was dealing with and then when you have like doctor's offices that are like sterile and clean and all of that stuff, like you kind of want like a good behavior from the people you're interacting with. Yeah, like, if it's like a. I want to feel like I'm in good hands. Cold <laughs> industrial like feel because it tries to be sterile and shit, but you also get that from their personality too. Right. That's like very off-putting. So it's like why 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 am I coming here for your help? Because you don't seem to like even be able to grasp that like humans need like some kind of connection like just welcome like this is your job white coat syndrome you're like a receptionist it is your job to be welcoming to set the mood for like your visit she acts like she like she looks like and acts like she's right out of high school and acts acts like a valley girl with like nothing in her head and yeah just very disconnected yeah disconnected like acts like she's miserable being there and doesn't want to like help. That's <laughs> probably how people think about me at work. <laughs> uh, so then, like the nurse or whoever that like brought me back, she just comes from around like the receptionist desk to the door, opens the door, and just like kind of like says hi, and stares at me. And I'm like, "Oh, you're ready for me to come back?" And she's like, "Yeah." So I like. It's weird that they're very presumptuous. Yeah, like they kept assuming, like we've done this every day for like years. Okay. And it's like, bitch, I don't know you. Right. I don't don't fucking know your procedure. (laughs) This is your guys's like environment, not mine. So don't like act like I need to be initiating and and making assumptions and doing all these things. And you're just fucking staring at me. It kind of reminds me of. Like, I feel like the situation I kind of encounter a lot at work as being our door lead, basically a fucking bouncer, um, <laughs> yeah. is like, I will go through like the whole spiel of all, hi guys, like, welcome before you come in. Let me just tell you about a few different things that are going on, you know, and I'll tell them about like, you know, the returns, masks, fitting rooms, whatever. And then they'll just like still stand there and like stare at me. And it's like. You can come in, like, come on, like, you need me to physically, like, like, I have to give you the hand motion, like, yeah, come on in. It's like, well, I just told you, like, hey, let me tell you a few things before you enter. Obviously, I've stopped telling you. Um, I don't know, maybe they are, like, waiting for me to, like... But then I'll be like, okay, like, I just ask that you'll, like, enter in on the right and, like, pick up a bag off that little station. But that could be, like, a heads up, like, when it is your turn. They probably are waiting, unless you're not being clear about, like, okay, but I feel it, like is, I am being it clear. is your turn out. <laughs> like, go ahead. Like, give them. Yeah. yeah it's like, weird. I still give them, like, the notions, and, like, I feel like I leave it off in the thing, like, like, I don't, I leave it off to where I feel like I shouldn't have to say, like, okay, you can come in now, it's your turn. <laughs> but it's, like, people still don't, like, get that. Even when you explain it. But then you have the complete opposite of, like, your situation where they just stare at you and assume that, like, you (laughs) need to be the initiator and you need to know what's going on. Even though, like, you're in their building in their hands. 
it's very bizarre. I feel weird like retelling this. I don't like retelling stories. I yeah. like like I told you I feel like the first time pretty well, pretty like thoroughly, but a good pace. Well, I also and, think and now I'm retelling it and I feel like I'm like fucking up details or have a bad flow. I think it's also harder to retell the like story though because like you've already told it to me. Yeah. So like you already know that I know. So <laughs> yeah. it's easier to like leave out like yeah, those parts or not it. have it like as smooth because like like I said, you already know, like I know. I think but, that's like, why people that they know. who do retell stories embellish and like at, make it sound like, oh, so the fish went from like a one pound fish to like a 20 pound <laughs> fish type yeah. stuff. Um, it's just people <laughs> get, people kind of get bored or they know like, well, I've done this before. So now I'll like play with it a little bit. And that's kind of comedians, like stand up comedians do that too. They just play and kind of alter things and twist things as they go. Um, so she opened the door, has me come through, I go through the door, again I stand there waiting for her to lead and guide, do her fucking job, initiate, and again she turns and stares at me, and she goes, oh, I thought, like, you, you saw the, the scale straight ahead, and I'm like, well, I don't know your procedure here, so you want me to get on the state, on the scale? Yeah. Yeah. So I get on the scale, she like weighs me, okay. She takes me to that like other waiting office and uh, like does my vitals, asks what, what I'm there for. Then the doctor came in after that. Da, da, da. Oh, and so then the thing I didn't like uh, leaving is he's done this every time. Okay, come with me, come with me. We leave the, 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 the exam room. He, uh, we get up to the like, the, the receptionist desk again and the door to go into the lobby and he, he just points yeah he's like go, go over there go over there yeah go, th- yeah go this way so I go through the door and that's that's it that's the end of the visit so there, he, yeah. he doesn't say goodbye he doesn't say thank you for coming in or good luck or let me know like you know follow up stuff um, yeah, just no, a lack of like social no information on how long you should you should be taking the pepsid no communication on how long should yeah. you be taking the diet it's just all left up to you so like you just have to like kind of oh well, which I is guess dangerous I'll just for medical do it until i feel better <laughs> and they but it's like I'll, as a doctor like yeah even though it it might be like a little bit of like okay you're yeah i'll just do it till i feel better I'm still paying you to tell me. Oh, paying, yeah. The like, insurers are paying a lot, I'm, too. I'm paying you to tell me what I should do so that it's, I can feel better. Like so it's tell o- me. It's ownership on both sides. Like, I get they want the the patient to take ownership of their bodies, but the doctor and the nurses, they all have to take ownership of their professionalism and all that stuff, too. Uh, it's a little more serious, I feel like when they're the ones who are like board certified and they're imparting medical advice mm-hmm. and giving out drugs and stuff and uh, poking you or cutting you open. So uh, it's it's a little more serious. But one thing, um, so he, he has me go through there. That's the end. There's no more like interaction with him. He's like mumbling to the receptionist about uh, Pepsid, 20 milligrams. Uh, which is like over the counter um, amount that you can get too. So I'm not sure why. Why he wrote Again, a prescription? Um, that sounds like kickback stuff to me. Like yeah. he gets he gets a per- percentage of like, uh, like every some kind prescription of he 
like he gets money from the insurer he gets money from the uh the pharmaceutical companies yeah. or something it just was oh, very it's odd gotta that be he something went straight for the prescription um yeah uh so then he's uh talking to the receptionist and then she asks for my like what pharmacy and she couldn't find like la mesa pharmacy my old pharmacy because they closed but she couldn't like put that together <laughs> and i don't know how she was looking but she was just like i can't find it oh, and i like double checked and i gave her the address and she's like yeah that's not like in here and i was like well maybe they they're closed like temporarily or out of business with all this like covid19 coronavirus she just, she just like stared at me <laughs> and then uh like she said uh okay um i think that's everything we need and stared at me again like they straight up treated me like i don't know it just felt like they treated me like a crazy person who right. they were trying to get rid of and i'm just like oh, okay uh that that's that's it got, like, got everything okay, thanks. all right thanks <laughs> thank you have a good day yeah, fucking walked out. a lot of lack of communication. Like, what the shit? Like, how do you have a receptionist like job? Yeah, if you can't even like, like you're you're letting Horrible. your patients leave with like a ton of confusion because like even you can't help step them through. The, it. Like you are, want them to step you through it. Like it's yeah. I'm not getting paid to tell you how to do your fucking job. These are our professionals. These are the ones who they hold to such a they worship the doctors mm -hmm. or they they work well not Trump but. Um, you know, so certain people like Dr. People, Drew, yeah. he constantly is preaching like we must, uh, we must respect like the, what the doctors, uh, are telling you and, and all this stuff. And, and these are, you know, professionals who spent years and years and that's true for a lot of cases, but these are also like these college grads. Oh, oh, you got to have a college education. Like all these standards, like that they put on these pedestals in society, like I'm not very impressed with a lot of them. Yeah. Like, my interactions with these people seem like they're very lacking in many other skills and questionable in the skill that they are supposedly the like, most trained Yeah, in. like, choosing to have as their profession, and they <laughs> seem to still be, like, lacking. Yeah, it was very, like, not disheartening. I mean, it's disheartening but like disturbing too like you guys are like supposed to be like the best of the best up top on the, on the yeah top tier and i'm not seeing seeing that it's ridiculous so i have been taking the uh, off-brand pepsi ac like every day since then like twice a day morning and evening and it helped it's, yeah, your your fun. appetite's been back. Um, yeah, you don't seem to be in as much discomfort. I haven't tried any alternatives. I don't really want to take this shit long term, but it has helped with like that like dull pain every time I eat. Um, I got rid of like the nausea and the vomiting. And at least you know now, like for the future too, if you kind of start to re-experience that, like you can just kind of avoid even going to the doctor and just kind of going to that Pepsid and just like placing yourself back on like a, a liquid diet for a few days or something to well, like settle it. Well, this is also it. like, it, I think what happened is that the the virus, 
like the stomach virus I got like decimated my immune system and then allowed like the the I told you that if you get it bad enough like if you get a really bad infection um that it can like eliminate the I'm losing my words here uh and you're just staring eliminate. at me eliminate yeah because I don't know uh, like what word you're trying to use like your uh, defenses mm. so then it goes like deeper into like your intestines your and then it can continue for they said for some people it could last for, for months or over yeah, a year yeah I remember you telling me about that and it's a long I, time I to be in discomfort that's why they said most of the cases should like uh, correct itself in about a week or two and, and i also feel like kept going you, on and on and i think we also came to the conclusion though that with as many enzymes as you were like taking i think you were continuing to like trigger it a little bit more too possibly yeah i never came to that conclusion that was just like a guess well we that it might have it. been irritating <laughs> it more but i was only taking more because i thought it was going to help with like that, digestion like bloating and yeah yeah because that's what it claims it helps with bloating and stuff so that was uh interesting the liquid diet was painful for like it felt like i was on it forever yeah Just soup every fucking day like tw i was having <laughs> soup like twice a day applesauce and some applesauce and like electrolyte drinks yeah, <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound and very um started having filling. crackers with the soup and then I don't know, just kind of slowly started eating more. More and more, like, More and solids. more, and now I'm eating uh, all the crap I can get my hands on, and that's bad. That's probably what led to, like, the inflammation or whatever. And, I mean, we were eating out a lot, too, so that could have... I think that's how I got it. Something like, triggered it. I think, I think that's you exactly how I got it. You got, like, food got poisoning. It. I got it from, like, then... the Chinese food or from, like, the pre-made sandwiches at Vaughn's or... I think you got sushi once. It's always you. You're always getting like this, like ordering out shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> so I think it's I not got just me. really fucked up from that, and uh, I still don't feel like I feel like I lost like ten pounds at least. Yeah. And I haven't been able to like go exercise or expound much energy because I was so fucking dehydrated. I was drinking so much water, like I felt like nauseous from water. But I was, like, nonstop thirsty. Yeah, so, like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, right. you want to... And then being away from, like, a bathroom or something, if I feel, like, sick or I got to go, and then I can't, like, I can't, like, go walk around the neighborhood or play basketball or whatever. Yeah. It was a shitty situation. But you're on the up and up, and you're still trying to... You're still, like, slowly getting better and kind of being able to go out now and my fucking like... jaw like <laughs> for like this is the fourth day that my the left side of my jaw like where it's like right by my um kind of like, like maybe where the jaw meets like the like, bottom of the skull like by your ear yeah like right by the ear yeah. like where you like open your mouth sometimes it'll pop there Oop, mine just popped Oop. and uh yeah that hinge right there it felt like I, I went to bed normal, woke up, pain. 
like I got punched in my fucking sleep, like you elbowed me or uh, I don't clench my my jaw as far as I know. Um, yeah. But Not yeah, that I've noticed. You were claiming you thought it was from the gum I was eating. I don't know. There but was a few never, nights like... you were you were chomping <laughs> on a lot of gum, and you had a huge ass gum wad pile. Yeah, my mom. And you also hadn't <laughs> been eating like solid foods to where you needed to be yeah. chewing either for a while. So maybe. I don't know, just maybe the the motion and how hard gum can be and just the constant like ar ar ar. I don't it's know. It's just an idea. That <laughs> that's annoying. So it's been kind of hard for me to like chew like normal. It feels very like tender. It, it it's what it, I imagine like the early stages of lockjaw would be like. Mm. I think you get that from like tetanus or something. Like slowly or like you can't open your mouth or something. So it's like very like kind of stiff when I open my my mouth, my jaw, and then when I chew or when I smile with my teeth together, it feels like like my mouth is like off center, but it's not. But it feels like it just because of that weird pain, yeah. soreness, stiffness on that one side. And then uh, when I like chew, sometimes like I'll grind or bite at a certain angle that'll really like. Like kind of like send a shooting pain yeah right a little there. shock. So hopefully that goes away soon. It's it's a little duller today, but I think that's just fucking crazy. Like the keep like rubbing it, kind of working working out whatever knot or whatever. It's is so happening. weird, like the spectrum of like the people who are like ultra endurance athletes push their bodies, but their bodies are kind of fucked up too. They're covered in like calluses, and a lot of those people have imagine like a lot of broken when they're older they're probably going to be experiencing a lot of but a lot of them are like in really good shape so you you have like this weird spectrum of that to like oh i like fucking injured my jaw in my sleep somehow yeah i chewed without even trying and now my mouth wrong it's this days this days long injury yeah that i won't go away or i ate this fucking food and now for a month I'm sick. I'm sick and weak and weakened in this weakened state. And now I'm even, like, more prone to other things that might try to, like, infiltrate my, my immune system yeah. or my physical just, like, strength and well-being. Bodies. That all ties into Bodies, your emotional yeah. state, too. Yeah, exactly. I felt like yeah. a, a really weakened emotional state, too. Yeah. Like, you, all month. You were in a very bad spot. And it's under. It was understandable because you're feeling miserable like all day, every day, in constant yeah. discomfort. Like, how are you supposed to be in a good mood? How are you supposed to be looking at the positive of things? Or... I threw up more times last month than ever, like, <laughs> ever in before. any other stage of my life that I can remember. I probably puked at least over a dozen times last that's, month. It's a lot. I felt like I was throwing up multiple times a day for a few days. And I was. Egg with as fast as like. And then I was going to the bathroom like the same amount. As fast as like your metabolism is and as tall as you are, like, I think it definitely like wreaked a lot of havoc on your body. I just wanted to die. I told you like I wanted to go to the, when I went to the doctors, like I wanted him to just be like, oh yeah, yeah, you have pancreatic, uh, pancreas cancer or something. Like I just wanted to fucking die. Mm-hmm. I mean, struggling with like suicide with. and then being miserable 
Like, I don't want to fuck with this. Like, just... I just want this to end. Yeah. And that was pretty scary. Yeah, that's, like, a really like, shitty, like, mindset to get into. Like, for sure. And then to try to get yourself out of it. Oh, my God. It's like trying to climb up a fucking well with no ladder and no tools. Uh, what else have we been up to? We have some mystery plants. Yes. That are, uh, <laughs> we tried transplanting them. There were these huge, they, there's four of them. They all look the same. They're all about the same height. Yeah. They all have the same so, like little buds and thickness in their vines. Yeah, they're very leafy. And we're not sure what they are. We have taken seeds over like the years. Oh gosh. Months. Yeah. I guess months since we had this. Yeah. Um and planted them. So we don't, <laughs> we don't Well not know. even really planted them. We just kinda like sprinkled them some of them kind of across just, like our plants, like our potted succulents and we're like oh we'll just see what happens (laughs) yeah we're not sure if they're weeds or or like trees we're thinking they might have been like baby trees or something yeah because they do look like a few of the trees that i think we've taken like little seeds from at like lake murray but i feel like we've also done the same kind of over by the baseball field and some of the weeds other areas like, (laughs) like legitimate plants or something oh when they're fully matured yeah some of them don't even look like weeds yeah some of them look like legit like that's like they're a succulent or some kind of like desert plant so like two of them are wilting now i think and two are kind of doing okay they don't seem to be doing very well in the hot sun i don't fucking know i just i don't want plants that i have to baby like i like the idea of like growing lots of shit but i don't want to baby lots of shit either right I mean, life has enough stuff <laughs> in it that, like, you've got to, like, cater to and baby. Like, I don't want to baby my plants. Like, I want to still, like, be able to, like, take care of them and, like, propagate them or transplant them if I need to. But I don't want to feel like, oh, God, I can't move this plant because it's going to die instantly. Or, oh, this plant has to be in, like, perfect shade or perfect sunlight and i got to yeah. water it perfectly or else. It just feels like such a waste of money. Like, think of all the, like, those two lavender plants. That was, like, 50 oh. bucks right there, and they both died, like, super fast. <laughs> yeah. Even though they're supposed to be, like, heat-weathered plants or whatever, and they still, like, died. Like, drought-resistant? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... It's crazy that they can grow in the wild with, like, fucking no care whatsoever, and then you actually, like, try to care for them, and you just kill them. <laughs> what the <laughs> it's fuck? It's like life. I try so hard at life, and then, oh, it's not working out. <laughs> mm, <laughs> not working out the way you want it to. Learn reframe, to just reframe. Learn it. to let the lack of control go. <laughs> we have uh, been playing Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare Remastered. Yes. M-W-R. Excuse me. And uh, they have a new, or we just noticed it. I don't know if it's new or not. But I feel like it's always been there. It's we like a match, it. a multiplayer match, where it's called Props. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's like hide-and-go-seek kind of, or like a freeze tag almost. Yeah, kind of. Not really freeze tag. I would I say like a hide-and-go-seek. Yeah, so you, uh, one team 
are the searchers. Everyone gets the same gun. You can't switch weapons or anything. You have unlimited ammo, except for concussion grenades, flashbangs. Um, so you go around the maps, and you are searching for the other team, who are props on the match. Props meaning they could be a box. A chair. They could be a chair. A, a refrigerator. A burned car, refrigerator, AC. A little red crate. Yeah, buckets. Um... Oh yeah, the buckets, uh, a, a pole, uh, stop signs, <laughs> dumpsters. Uh, one of one time, you were a box of oranges. <laughs> so you you get to change your prop. I think what three times? No, two times. So you get yeah. you turn out to be a prop, the and you one, get two times to change your prop. Yep. Um, you get thirty seconds to like hide. Yep. And then I think every 20 seconds you whistle yeah. to kind of give the hunting team like Just a clue, a clue like you're in that Even area. Even though I feel like when I hear whistling, that sounds close. And I I can never find them. I can never find them. I feel like I've only like shot and hit like maybe three props out of like the 20 times I've played it now. It's very hard. And it, there's since some of the props are so small or narrow it's really hard to hit them oh especially when they start running <laughs> and then if they're <laughs> good they're at so fast <laughs> they they just zigzag all around uh you can jump as a prop oh the props can um flash bang you too yeah. to like blind you so then they can run away yeah. from you i think they you get one or two flash bangs it can be a little boring yeah there's it's a lot a waiting of waiting game but it's yeah. It's kind it of be, like a fun suspensefulness, yeah, and you kind of get that like giddy, like oh my god, they're are they gonna see me? Oh my god, oh like, god, oh, they're right they there, like me. run, run, run. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, I don't know, brings out the the kid, the child in you. Yeah, it's pretty bit. entertaining. You discovered it. <laughs> I think at first I was just like, mm, like I thought it was fun, but I wasn't on like board with it. But then, like once I really kind of started like playing it and watching you play, like I, yeah. it's fun, and you earn your you earn your depot uh, depot credits a lot faster too, which yeah. is like nice. So you earn probably twice as many. Yeah, you can earn like but four to five in a game. your stats are super low. You'll have like zero kills. Uh, you might have died, you know, once or twice, uh, and then you might get an assist. But very like so almost I, everyone has like zeros on. Yeah, their stats. you get. I Except think the cheaters. I think you get what. Four rounds total, so you yeah. play the hunter twice and you play the props twice, yeah. so and that's considered turns. like one game. Yeah, yeah, like or one match. Yeah, and but each you get match to, like, is, alternate. is three minutes. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So if you have Call of Duty, check it out. If you haven't uh, already, I cheaters. thought it was. I think there's uh, cheaters. Total um, screen watchers, though. I th yeah, I think so. When you die you get to uh, just watch. I think as a prop, when you die, you can scroll through both teams. Mm -hmm. So you can watch the hunters and you can and watch, watch the, the hiders. Other props. But if you watch the other, if you are like first person or third person viewing the other props, you can't actually tell what prop they are either, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, unless they're at a certain angle. It's yeah, or if they're like a huge prop and they like stick out, then you can yeah. kind of like see like, oh, they're a car. Oh, they're a refrigerator. And you have to like lock in place so you can like move your, you can move, you can like move your camera. But if you don't like lock your object, your whole object will be like we'll swiveling. To, like move around, <laughs> which will give you away yeah. even more. So you have to like lock it and then you can like, what was it called? Like match matching slope. Slope. Yeah. So if, 
the ground is kind of sloped, then you can hit that and your item will like slope with the yeah. ground. So, so it, it makes look you so look obvious. more like in place. Other times there's like glitches and you can like almost blend into the wall. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Didn't one guy like hide out. on top yeah, of one, you? I don't know if he like knew I was a prop or not, but one. He probably thought you player, were like part of the map. <laughs> one other hider. Uh, he, I was hiding in a corner and he came he was like a light pole or something yeah and he came and like and hit he came right and like hit right i think you were a bike yeah <laughs> and he, he like blocked me in and we were both hiding and i think someone did come and we had to flash him and i, yeah. I ran and i don't know if he survived i don't think he survived but i think you were able to and it tells you if you're uh like how many props are left so, yeah which is nice so that's and it'll tell you like you're the last one it's all up to you oh god yes <laughs> Uh, why I think there's cheaters, though, is because multiple times they have literally walked, like, not been shooting, mm -hmm. and they'll walk right up to me and just shoot me. Shoot you instantly. Even though, so, okay, say you're in a room, and there's ten other crates, and a bunch of other boxes, and a yeah. bunch of other things. They'll and, literally and walk you don't in. Look, you're not sticking out. Okay, so, like, that you're one. blending in, and they come right, right look to right, you. right to you. So, there was one match you played, and you were a box, and you were on top <laughs> of... Um, what is it like to be a box? I think you were on top of a table with like, an, and you were perfectly hidden. Oh yeah, like there's, you blended in so perfect. You were in a dark like little TVs corner. In front of yeah, me, and yeah. there was a table like they that walked was right in, me. turned right to where you were, and shot. They didn't shoot at anything else, and it was like, there's no fucking way you knew I was right there. Or they'll leave, and then you'll whistle, and they'll come back. Like and they know exactly. Pinpoint, yeah. Like when I hear the whistling on the game, I I was saying that like I can't like find where they're coming from yeah like it's louder whistling or it's quieter whistling right it doesn't really like to me i can't find i can't distinguish like are they left are they right are they up are they down yeah like hotter colder like doesn't <laughs> apply here no but yet they these players will fucking like like leave and then come back and then shoot up the room like for for like minute for like a whole minute and they'll just be like going crazy on that room and uh which is you know fine i guess but it seems more fishy with like they come straight to you yeah or when they shoot up like the whole room they still don't get you and then they leave for like a couple seconds and they come back and suddenly they're like right where you are and the, they know exactly where you are it's like the mm. the cherry on top kind of like the double confirmation for me was I was the last survivor, and I think I was a, a crate or a box, and it was, I don't even know what level, was it, like, vacant? And it, there's, like, that big wall, like, square wall right there mm. um, by all those cargo containers. You remember this? You were there with yeah, me? Yeah, I think that and is vacant. this guy, there's, like, 20 seconds left, and this guy came out of nowhere. They were all on the other side of the map. He comes running out of nowhere and starts like coming over by me like right like right to me and i'm low enough like below the wall so i like am hiding on the i keep going around when he's oh, coming around we're like circling yes. each other mm -hmm. and he can't see me because i'm a box that's like below the wall yeah. and i'm along the edge of it but yeah i can see him zig like i went one way and he turned and started going that way then i turned back and the and minute he turned you turned back he the same turned second. yeah so that was telling me like 
do they have like a teammate who's dead and is like on they're on mic or they're on like in the same room or something and they're they have like another screen or they're like looking at the dead people or the props left and able to like know exactly where you're at because i don't know how else they can do this but i feel like that's what they're doing yeah because that and it's not even like track for me yeah and it's not even like he was close enough to the edge of the box to see if you turned around like because maybe he was like oh he'll come right out in front of me and i can shoot him like that makes sense you know like when you're circling around but yeah but then the fact that like you didn't even go around the corner and come back around to the yeah, point where he could have seen concealed you. Concealed the whole time by this wall. Exactly. Yeah. And I then could, this, I could you see turned. over the wall because of like the camera thing. Right. And then you turned and it's like, oh, he happened to turn. Yeah, but it's he like was, he like, can't see you. Me. So how does he know that you didn't go? You didn't keep going yeah. straight past that part. He was part. like lock and lockstep with me. But he, did, he didn't even know I was fucking there. No. He was like. Because he never, again, he never saw me. I was, like, hidden by this wall the whole fucking time. Oh, total cheaters. Total screen watchers. So beware of that. That's my theory. Or get on mic and call him out. Yeah, I almost (laughs) plugged in my mic. (laughs) Uh, And there's some fucking racists that were, like, on mic. I recorded them the other day. I'll have to, like, put that audio up with some of our shows. These guys always, like, turn, like, this video game that's supposed to be fun and entertaining into, like, racial shit. They just are obsessed with, like, talking about race and, like, drop N-words. Like, calling you names. Or or will, like, uh, start... He started talking about, like, the Chinese, like, uh, and and coronavirus and stuff. I'm just like, what the fuck is, like, the obsession with people on mic just talking about race the whole time? Like, dude, we're on a video game, (laughs) like... There's a time and place to talk about those things. Like, can't you just focus on the fact that you're playing a fun video game? This is a way to disconnect from all the crap going yeah. on in the world. Like, I don't need you up in here on my mic saying all this racist shit. Like, save that for somewhere else. Like, this is a that's game. The mil- it's a military game, though. They they all want to be these heroes and Oh, I hate when they get on mic and they're like... They'll be like, no, no, go the other way, go the other way. Oh, like, yeah. Don't like, tell me how to fucking they try play to the tell game. The, the like, team how to play. You're not my fucking captain. <laughs> they think they're like a battalion leader yeah. or some shit. I just mute them all. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to fucking listen to you. Yeah. Like, you're not my boss. Like, I'm playing this for fun and I'm playing it the way I want to play it. Like, don't yeah. try to have that control. Start reporting those fucks too. If you can, like, pinpoint who's, like, saying that. Yeah, report them. Shit or, like, being, like, uh, harass- I'm just so sick harassing. of people not having accountability. Because everyone's so scared. Internet, like, oh, I don't want to report this person. I don't want to spam this person. Everyone talks oh. big, but then hides. Yeah, exactly. They talk big, but then they, they try to hide behind their screens or hide behind this or hide behind that. And it's like, grow the fuck up. One of the other things we've been up to, we went to the library for the first time in <gasps> months. Uh, we went... We went to the library parking lot for the first time in months. Yeah, they didn't. They don't <laughs> let anyone inside. Um, they had a table blocking the entrance door, which was already opened, and then a security guard at the table with uh, a library employee. Yeah. And then you have to call ahead of time if you have stuff on hold. They put it in a bag for you and then hand it to you. Uh, and it's already pre-checked out and everything. But it is cool that everything gets like. Like, books already have, like, a three-week checkout date, but it's cool that they even let, like, movies and stuff now have, like, a three-week checkout date. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, it's going to be hell waiting for that oh. stuff on hold, though, because with everything being extended and everything taking longer, like, with the appointments and... And then they can't touch the returns for, like, uh, three days, yeah, so then like, you already have an extra three days like attached the on. are fucking... 
that that's going to get to people. It's already getting to people, and it gets to me a little bit. But I think long term, like if we if society can't find a way to like to like I don't know. Like we think- need more locations of of these things that we use like grocery stores yeah but i also think for certain talked about this the other day for certain things though i just think people they want that instant gratification they want it now they don't want to be inconvenienced and i think i think a good thing that's coming out of this whole corona thing is it's gonna force these people to learn some fucking patience because people are so impatient they're so selfish and again, they yeah, just want this instant gratification. Creating a new normal. And it's like, it's not all about you, 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 what I want, what I want right now. I need it now. It's like, no, you can learn to wait. You're not going to die without this book for three weeks. Uh, it sucks waiting. I don't want to wait. I get it. I don't want to spend my whole time waiting in a line either. But like, this is life now. And like people can't seem to wrap their heads around that. Well, that's what I'm saying is like if this is life now, like we're going to need more like facilities or something. If we're going to have less people in restaurants, huge wait times for whatever the library or something, appointments for more stuff, um, long lines at the grocery store. I don't know. Like we'll have to... No one's talking about it, but it seems to me like we'll have to find a way to make it, um, like, lessen the congestion yeah. at these locations. And, and, and so- that plays into overpopulation, too, with, like, housing and, and everything. Like, we're just on top of each other, and, yeah. and we need more space. And it's, not, and it's not just, like, grocery stores, too. Like, I work in a brick-and-mortar store at a mall. This shit is not essential. You can buy all of our crap online. You can still return <laughs> yeah. it online. Like, yeah. but again, it's they want that instant gratification. They want to touch it. And I and I get it. I want to touch the product too because I want to know what I'm buying before I get it. Mm, because I don't touch. want that inconvenience of, oh my God, mm. now I got to turn around. I got to deal with returning it. I got to deal with more waiting. But it's like what trips me out so much is that the amount of people I see so inconvenienced by waiting in our line is insane. It's like they act like they shouldn't have to wait in a line, but it's like you're waiting in lines everywhere else. Mm-hmm. You made the conscious choice to come to the mall knowing that you might potentially have to wait in a line. Yeah. And they act like, how dare you have us wait in a line? Oh, my God. This is like, so stupid. I got to get into this store. Like, and it's like you made that choice. You knew what the weather was like. You knew you had to come out here and stand in the heat. I'm pretty sure, like, you're not 100% desperate for some underwear, like, yeah. or some bras yeah, or they, they a lotion. they probably all have multiples of everything. Like, they just want to so badly feel this piece of, like, normalness. Yeah. That they're willing to, like, throw a hissy or be a bitch. They're putting their energy because, into throwing a fit and acting yeah. out instead of... Like, how many people are you letting of, in the store? learning <laughs> like, uh, these different down. qualities like patience or empathy or communication mm-hmm. or and it definitely uh, being more shows proactive with your planning that a lot of people alternatives. lack that yeah. yeah we're seeing a lot of privilege I'm seeing like a lot who, of it who uh who have been used to a certain yeah. style of living mm-hmm. or they'll get so butthurt that we can't let them in the store and they have to wait outside or you know our line cuts off at a half an hour before we close 
And it's like, people can't wrap their heads around that. <laughs> you don't close for another half an hour. Like, you can't let me in. No, because I have rules to follow. How do you think I'm going to get out of my store if I keep letting you, all of you people in last minute? You had eight other hours to come in and deal with this. It's not my fault you waited last minute. It's not my fault that you didn't educate yourself. Don't come here and take your pettiness out on me because I'm not going to stand for it. Do you think I want to stand outside in the blistering heat to fucking deal uh, with your bullshit? That's <laughs> not what I signed up for. <laughs> like, yeah, that wasn't your job description when you right. took the job, and then your but company changed that. I have to adjust to the new normal, and I well, have you to could deal just with leave. it. You could get another job. Oh yeah, during a fucking <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, let me get right on that. In a city okay. that already has massive competition for even the 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 least paying jobs. Right, right. So it's. You had a customer Crazy. come in the other day who urinated oh, on some Lord. merchandise. That was, yeah, that was something else. Some like, guy in like a heavy coat who was bugging out. And um, then, Well, that that guy was, that weird guy was there yesterday. Like oh, wait, some, that was a different guy. Yeah, that was and a different. And he tried to hug you. You yeah. said he asked if he could hug you. Okay. You should have punched him Since right Since I have been mouth. back to work, I have encountered three <laughs> separate weird situations with men very bizarre so the first one was some like younger scrawny guy came in very very odd like didn't want anyone around him he was being very evasive um walked That's around the whole pee. store <laughs> waited for an area of our store to kind of clear out and that none of us were paying attention, even though we were all on like walking. We were like, "Hey, Trying like to pay attention. this guy's kind of being creepy. Better like, let's keep an well. eye on him. <laughs> like, he's just being shady. You know, there's certain things you look out for that you know aren't right." Mm -hmm. And he was kind of portraying all of those, and so we all just kind of kept an eye on him. But we also don't want to like bombard those people either, and like con like follow them. Like, we don't want them to, to them feel, feel like, like they're not comfortable like criminals right. without proof yet right right like <laughs> but then it's like you guys always wait and then they always prove y then they prove us right right that they were yeah. like but again criminals. we have restrictions too like we can't just go up to someone and be like you're being creepy yeah. or you're gonna steal i need you to leave unless we've had <laughs> them on camera before yeah then we can kind of go up to them because we have the grounds for that but like for him we've never seen him in here before we just knew he was kind of being weird um but yeah, waited for everyone to kind of like vacate that area and uh, decided to just whip it out. And yeah. he peed on like six drawers worth of product um, and then just like booked it out of our store, which was like so bizarre. <laughs> Did he act like he had a mental disability? I, I didn't like really like come one. around him. Like I was kind of doing my own thing i was focusing on my own things and there was plenty of other like managers and associates who could deal with that situation so i didn't feel the need to have to be in there because you it's don't so need fucked. every single associate dealing with it when you have other people who need attention a mental disability or someone or who, he gets off on it yeah i don't who, know who came in with the intent to to hurt yeah others or the intent to like Please but he himself. spent the time. But that still could be like a he's, mental. He spent the time waiting in our line yeah. outside to come into the store. So he came in with some kind of intention of either like pissing somewhere or just being weird. 
Um, so that was that. Well, weirder too that he did it like kind of in private, like he waited until it cleared out. Yeah, literally, he did. He waited till we all kind of like cleared out, gave him the space, and then he took. Do you the think opportunity. it was like a revenge thing? Like, I have, maybe uh, a, a boyfriend of a former employee or something. I have no idea, <laughs> no idea. But that's still a huge risk to take. And you because guys what have... if what if we legit were like right there, caught him mid act? He could have got the police called on him. He could have gotten like security called on him like that would have had like a whole other thing going on with it something i was confused about i asked you how come they can't just like look at the security cameras on the outside of the storefront since it's like a an outdoor mall like uh that is like there's walkways in between all the stores it's Mm -hmm. not a strip mall it's like no it's it's an outdoor mall it's like a box mall still or whatever the fuck like a re- rectangle like we <laughs> can stores we the, can see like, him open air like we can see him on our cameras but you guys in the are entrance. you're telling me there's no cameras on the exterior of your shops that show who's going in and out and I don't think so that you can see the direction okay that they have exited the store now and gone this direction and follow them through like the cameras of the mall the mall yeah like i don't have I, I don't even know if the mall themselves have cameras i've never actually that is like fucking looked bizarre to me that i wouldn't they would be have shocked them. i'm wouldn't? sure they do so how can they not track these people like okay where did he go because oh, he's over here now he's made his way over here <laughs> because honestly the security at our mall is a fucking joke these guys don't do shit but that's they just want like the oh, i'm security like oh, i'm big bad but then when it comes down to it they're like oh well we can't do anything about it then what the fuck are you here for yeah. <laughs> like how are you security Not much like the police if you can't do anything about it so like our camera can see him coming in and out of the entrance and we can see what direction he goes but once he leaves our store like there's nothing we can do about it but tell security and if they don't fucking do anything about it then like it is what like there's nothing and there's sounds like a like a joke uh like a like a filler job yeah oh it is it is just a filler job because they'll literally just like roll around on their little segue just like it's uh it's just they don't do anything show. yeah they don't do anything and then the Much other like day the <laughs> yeah and then the other day i'm coming into work this dude's up in the food court comes running up to me and it's like what's your name what's your name and i'm like oh. my name yeah, the guy who acted like he was on drugs yeah i'm like my name and he's like pointing to a store and he's like they took my picture my picture's in there get my picture they took it and i'm like I don't know these people. And he's like, what's your name? And I was like, I don't know those people. And I just like kept walking. Like, I don't fucking know you. Like, dude, I don't know you. I don't know these people. Like, dude. And then, of course, ain't no security anywhere yeah. in the vicinity. So it's like, again, what the fuck are you guys doing? And you doing? said he showed up later and was like looking yeah. in your store. Like, because we, we took my picture. Yeah. So we <laughs> that day came in two hours before the mall actually opened so that we could have time to like clean and like push product out and all this other stuff and then he comes up and he's like looking through our glass doors like pointing inside he's like trying to yell it like two other associates that are there like they have my picture they have my picture they did have his Uh, picture oh hey come here come here help me they got my and it's like oh my god dude like where's fucking security where's their staff at where's their support staff they have no help no staff there's a huge he's running around population yeah that needs some sort of support staff yeah he's running around like unhinged like 
if he would have gotten any closer or kept per- like being so persistent, like I would have maced him. Because it's like, dude, yeah. I don't fucking know you. Like, get out of my personal space. Stop yelling at me about these fucking people have your picture. Nobody's even in crazy, this store. If, like, If they're disabled. Like, the they, lights are off. Or if they're having, like, a drug uh, experience. Yeah, there's... You, there's no logic you can... Right, yeah. And then yesterday, another guy came up, and he's like, can I hug you? No. Hug these nuts. Like, trying to, trying to, like, give me a fist bump, trying to... And then he's like rambling about something i can't even understand him because he's like talking so low and he's just like standing there staring at me and i'm like are you gonna come in like or not like what are you doing he's like lotion yeah yeah can i have hug no you can't i'm not touching you i don't know you like just it's so sad to see just these broken people that no one is helping and you have to be an asshole to them because they can't grasp whatever it is you're trying to tell them been abandoned or they're trying to be creepy like i don't and then it was like 90 degrees out and he's in this huge yeah. coat and so i'm like bro how are you not like dying got weapons or something likely. yeah like i don't know what you've got under that huge coat like you're gonna pull out a gun on me you're gonna knife me like what's your intentions here especially when you're coming up to people and you're being creepy and they may not see it as being creepy but like they're being fucking creepy and you're putting these people in uncomfortable positions because you're you're not getting the help you need or you're refusing it or the people who are out there to help aren't acknowledging it it's like i don't have the power to help you like i don't have the resources all i can do is attempt to find a place that can come and talk to you but again i don't even like those don't really even exist again like your resource that is supposed to help you security or hmm, for, lets us down again like the police is supposed to be a resource for people to help us uh they'll either not do anything or they'll actually hurt you <laughs> they'll turn on you and suddenly you're like the enemy and they go after you or they're completely like negligent like the police that when we had our uh, neighbor uh, kim always blaring her music late at night yelling um, and screaming and yeah, slamming shit and, and emotionally abusing her poor kids don't do anything oh we can't do anything about this until pretty much there's an act of violence mm-hmm. that occurs oh then we'll step in after the yeah. fact after and this could have been prevented they could have been proactive but they claim oh we can't we could yeah we come we, back with like a, a decibel meter but then it has to like hit a certain uh like, like level level or it has to be over like more than like one or two days it's like y'all are full of shit this mm-hmm. is bullshit like the people who who are supposed to like step in and, and, and the management oh tenant rights are so strict yeah, and, and blah and blah blah yeah. but it's like property they're literally the breaking same. their lease yeah. so how are you telling me that yep. the tenants rights are still protecting them they're breaking yeah. their lease that you are constantly oh, claiming are evidence, legally abiding all the evidence <laughs> we're providing you all the recordings the audio or the pictures none of that applies oh my god oh, 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 oh. Yeah. fucking ex- mm-hmm. excuse from like the authorities and the, and the people who because, have the power yeah. to do something but they refuse to do anything yeah because that means that they have to do the oh, fucking job oh, they're supposed to sued. do <laughs> like, like they, so what you're a, you have like thousands how often, of tenants how often, how often does that happen yeah 
Like they use it, I think it's like a blanket excuse. Like uh, they probably get sued like one out of like 20 cases or incidents, right. but then they act like, well, that's one too many for and us. And again, they're corporations who already have a leg up with the amount of money that they have available, and the lawyers they already have available to them. And they're tasked with yeah. enforcing this stuff and trying to prevent incidences. Yeah. Versus they me to do that. as a tenant. Well, I already don't have a lawyer provided to me by my company. I don't have all this money to just go take you to court. So if you evict me on unlawful reasons or whatever, I can do my best to try to combat it. But in the end, you still overpower me with resources. I'm going to lose. But they want to keep their resources so that they continue buying and developing new properties to continue growing their profit margins instead of doing things to actually... Oh, but they want you to love where you live. They just don't want to do anything to help (laughs) you love where you live. They just want to take your money. They're not, uh, I always talk about, like, they're not creating loyalty. They're creating, like, enemies. Like, they're making enemies of us because they are refusing to do things that will create a loyalty or, like, uh, an allegiance. Like, wow, they helped me. They really fucking do care. And they, they are doing their job. And... And that makes me want to continue to live here. To me, that is way more, like, valuable and important than, like, just taking the easy route and and risking creating a dangerous situation where violence could occur or just, like, that, that, like, an enemy or disloyalty of, like, well, now I'm going to trash talk you for till the end of my days Mm -hmm. because fuck you and your company because you treated me like shit, so now I'm going to treat you like shit. Yeah. And now it gives you, like, this validation or reason to to misbehave like you think they're misbehaving, and that's that's a fucking bad situation. Yeah, that's an equally bad situation. They don't look at it as, like, we're avoiding all that. We're, We're creating loyalty and creating, like, positive stuff. They don't, no not worth their time they just want it easy and they want to keep as much money as possible it sucks because we all need places to live yeah so then it's like we're still forced to like live into this messed up system with these people who can't do their jobs and can't take accountability yeah they refuse to do their jobs properly because either way they're gonna get paid so why go the extra effort and deal with it when you can just brush it off and you're still getting paid yeah. You're just going to have a few angry yeah. tenants. Yeah. That but it's like they don't care yeah. about the reputation either. Like, they just automatically assume and that, like, you don't have... Yeah. Oh, there, there's more customers. Mm-hmm. There's more tenants out there. There's always a demand for yeah. housing. There's always a demand for clothing or whatever. So, uh, we don't need their loyalty. Like, that's fucking dangerous. Like, you start treating everyone like numbers and replaceable... Uh, what else? Oh, my tape finally came <laughs> for uh, my phaser. I ordered this reflective. Only it took like two, three months. I ordered it April 24th and it just Almost. arrived yeah. July 6th. Almost. So it like came, two, two and a half, <laughs> two came, months. It came from China. and uh, Okay, but all my Sheen product came from China when and I, I still got it. When I ordered it, I didn't see that it was coming from China or I apparently didn't care there wasn't a better alternative uh i didn't think it would take like three months to get here and i'm still you know i don't need it yet i haven't made much progress on my phaser but it was inconvenient but that was crazy you had to wait i think that's the (laughs) longest wait i've had 
for anything I've ever ordered. I don't think I've ever waited that long for anything. I think the first time I ordered from Sheen, it took like a month to get here. But I think it was because of like all the different like disinfecting like processes it had to go through. But yeah, like three Machine months. It's a long time. Oh, we went on a walk today. Um, yeah. to, to Starbucks. My favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks. On the way, on the way, uh, on yesterday too, I think I found three screws in the, gut, in the mm-hmm. gutters and like on the curbs. And then, uh, so people today w- I found another three. Yeah. So people, what are you doing with all these screws? Yeah. Where, and they where were are all, they coming from? I think there was like one that looked like had paint on it that was used. And then the other ones were like shiny new looking ones. So like they fell out of like people's utility boxes. Belts. I, yeah, um, I don't know. But goddamn, like I've had a, at least two screws in my tires like over my lifetime. So yeah. fuck whoever's like being careless enough where they're just dropping screws all over the streets all over the streets that you know like is this like the are required to be parked on because of lack of fucking parking lot parking yeah uh are these like the auto uh shops or the the tire companies that just drive around throwing screws and nails out their fucking window yeah because they want business (laughs) oh you said that we should start a business ourselves of uh, collecting all these found screws oh and putting them gosh, in a jar right? and then little, just reselling like, them little like mason jars and like <laughs> put a little nice um yeah. tweed ribbon or something on it Call and just like s- street screws yeah, or something prepackaged street screws a dollar for a jar <laughs> <laughs> hey still yep. cheaper than where you can get uh i guess at the stores make more money doing that than <laughs> and they're we, personalized than we did from this podcast i'll put your name on the lid <laughs> uh what else what else um on that walk to starbucks one of the reasons we went is because we wanted to do a comparison of the canned double espresso the double shot espresso double shot espresso yes that so, you buy in the can so the, the four packs yeah it's like six bucks starbucks sells those in the stores and then uh, like target and stuff yeah i think Bonds. you can find them at any grocery store yeah uh so we looked at the ingredients on their can and then you custom ordered one at their like cafe mm-hmm. um and tried to match those ingredients and try to match yeah. yeah we try to match the ingredients together i double confirmed i helped you. Yeah, you read off the ingredients, and then, I mean, we had to Google some because, again, we seem to rename. They said non-fat milk instead of skim milk. Right. And, and it then, says skim milk on the can, but non-fat milk on their web, uh, website, yeah. Yeah, their app. And then the other one was um, uh, half and half cream or something, but yeah, on the uh, half and half cream on the app but they just but called it cream on, they just called it cream on the can right so so we had to kind of google a few like is this milk the same as that milk because in america we seem to want to have like <laughs> 10 different names for the whole fucking one item yeah um uh i did not like the the cafe one it, yeah it was bitter and not as creamy and uh like compared to the the canned one i told you it had the canned one had a little more of a chocolatey right sweeter uh, creamier uh, yeah texture and flavor a sweeter flavor Uh, it was a really good balance and then this cafe made one in-store made one was like different very bitter and yeah but our solution 
I think our solution I, was. But I don't think the solution is going to work. work. Just it's changing still, this stuff. I think it's. I think it still might be. Worth I think the ratios trying. that they're doing at like the factories with the cans are like not even close right. to like what they're actually doing in the store. Yeah. Yeah. But um, my my was suggestion really was. I thought it would be kind of similar. I thought they were night and day. Right. I was really kind of surprised. Yeah. My suggestion was to drop down the shot one because you get two shots. And I think the bitterness would, would be if we drop down one. Okay, but so my grande is a double shot. Okay, but you get three shots. What? Yeah. So technically, like, it doesn't mean you're actually getting two shots. I don't know why they call it that. Because, what like, the, fuck, the grande gets three shots. And I think the tall gets, like, one shot or two shots smoker guys out there <laughs> so if you drop the shot one and maybe replace the cream with heavy cream you might get a closer I don't balance think so. stop trying to maybe. defend them it should have been close and it wasn't okay but when you complain you have to try to at least have some kind of solution and that was my, yeah, my attempted solution, not, solution. To, not to buy it anymore <laughs> okay just to buy the pre-made cans yeah if that i do like the pre-made cans though for the days that I can't make it to Starbs in the morning. Uh, let's talk quickly about our Toyota repair, mm. our Prius repair. Yes, let's 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 talk about that. Uh, so we <laughs> <laughs> we were driving home from running some errands. It's the same day you had your doctor's appointment. Uh, yes. And you got put on your liquid diet. Yes, so we yes. had gone to the grocery store so to, that we could get some soup. Yep. Some liquid. Some liquid. Oh, uh, I was driving back. Um, and we have to do like a U-turn at, uh, one of these, like on the streets, the main road to kind of get to the road yeah, we need to get to. I can't even explain it. We, but at that U-turn, there was like nonstop traffic coming. It felt like, and it was like four or five o'clock. They were so. all like spaced out where like with groceries in the back of the seat. Like I couldn't like go without uh, making a mess in the back, like turning sharp and hard. <laughs> and there was like one car at least behind me. And then I think another car like pulled up behind them. So now there's like two cars behind me and I'm just like sitting there waiting and waiting to like do this U-turn. It felt like long in my head. Right. But I'm also sick and like uh, annoyed. Deranged. and <laughs> Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. I'm like in this, You're weird, hungry. I'm in this weird haze of being hungry and, and upset and um, uh, not feeling we had, well. We had stopped smoking yeah. um, and I feel like there's something else that played into it. Anyway, so I get impatient and annoyed and take one of those like turns and squeeze in between the cars uh, thinking... Like, I don't know. In the moment, I told you, I, I didn't really give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I was in this mindset of depression where I didn't care if I got hurt and I wanted to hurt other people. And that made me, that was dangerous. That was a dangerous, I put you at risk, put myself at risk unnecessarily. Especially with the area of you turning. If, a, if any side got hit, it would have been my side. Yep. So I would have been and, the one getting hurt. Yep, and it's right by a sidewalk. So, you know, if people were walking by, that could have went on to the sidewalk. Uh, it's just, uh, that's that's what it's happens the, when you're uh, depressed. and Snap. 
Yeah, I snapped. Snapped uh, in the moment decision. Suicidal um, layering there, like uh, subconscious. And so you 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 took the turn extremely sharp. um, Skidded the the tires, like, like skidded. I don't feel like any cars were close to us, like coming at us. Right. I just was pissed off and floored it, and then that caused the tires to squeal, and then. That caused I think all. Some fluids came out. <laughs> that caused all the uh, the fucking like warning lights on the dash to. to yeah, turn on. I think it was like what the anti lock brake light. I think the brake light itself came on. I think another hazard brake light came on, or another light connected to the brakes or something like some hazard light. And then what's that? What's that one with the little skitties? Is that the anti brake? Like the traction. Yeah, the traction. <laughs> yeah. So many lights came on. <laughs> Yeah, and then I immediately felt like the brakes felt a little weird and we're going down towards like our apartment and like they're still not turning off like the dash lights and the brakes still feel weird and then I park and the lights are still on and the brakes still feel weird. Yeah, like you had to press down a lot harder to actually get a reaction from the brakes. Yeah. And you said the Priuses have like like three braking systems or like regression braking or something they have regenerative braking so there's that part of it and then there's just like regular brakes or something and then there's like the abs system yeah so (laughs) there's like three different systems that are all on that on that wheel uh and they've had a lot of braking issues in the past with like rollaways and uh like sudden accelerations like people can't i do remember hearing about all those recalls yeah uh, that we had for that were already addressed but yeah the prius isn't really made it's not like a low car like an (laughs) off-roading vehicle it's not a rally car (laughs) and it's i mean it can accelerate pretty fast but I i mean clearly it's not designed to like have any sort of like abuse or like over the top i don't know over the top like breaking or squealing so that was uh i was very angry at myself and uh i didn't or I, I try to, I was mad when we got inside and, you know, slamming shit around. And then I try to, like, separate and go into the bedroom to, like, eat some fucking soup. And then you, like, came storming in there and were, like, chewing me out. Because then I was pissed. I and was pissed yeah. at you for, like, in, kind of invading that space. Um, especially because you, like, spent, like, two hours or three hours, like, on... Uh, my phone with virgin or oh my god i spent like i had spent like four hours that day i had to use your phone to call boost and then they connected me to apple and then i spent like three hours on the phone with apple trying to troubleshoot my phone that still never got fixed so i was annoyed with that and then on top of everything else, like, we, I think we both just, like, snapped that day. Well, so I was more annoyed because I had, like, left you alone all that time. And you were using my phone. And I, you know, we're all addicted to our phones. So I was annoyed. Like, oh, I can't write a note. Or I can't Google something. Um, and I, I can't, I'm not interacting with you. And, like, you're by yourself. And I didn't bother you that whole time. And then you come storming in and that kind of like set me off like, well, she can't give me the same respect that I gave her. But then again, we're in this moment of like, I just put my life on the line and your life on the line and just damaged the car and this like 
hard turn that yeah. could have been avoided if I would have waited like another 10 seconds um, to let all the cars pass instead of trying to like, oh, I got to get home. Like, I got to get home right this second. Hurry, in a hurry for no reason other than I just feel like exhausted and I right. want food. And um, But again, 10 seconds. All this could have been avoided. I said that like two times, I think, like during the repairs and everything. Like a 10 second or five second decision could have avoided days of of uh repairs yeah. dealing with the repairs they had and, the car and, for almost like a week and getting it wasn't that long it was like a tuesday to saturday it was almost a week okay. yeah um so days of that days of you finding a ride to work uh all all these days of me feeling like shit now like knowing i caused this and then the fucking repairs <laughs> were like over a thousand dollars. Oh man! Well, first it was like fifteen hundred, was like, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what we paid out of pocket. It was like fifteen sixty, is what we paid out of pocket. But that was after they already bumped it down quite a bit. Because didn't you say that they wanted to do like twenty two, twenty three hundred originally? Mm-hmm. And we're like, we cannot do that. Like we, this is yeah. what we can pay. Like we need you guys to work with us because we can't pay that. But and we can then pay I was this. telling them like, well, I'm looking at parts like the cost online, and I'm, I called another. Uh, like their competitors so i was like you know playing the field and like seeing like okay are they this is a fucking dealership so are they just trying to like milk me for money because they think i got money mm-hmm. and i was like telling the guys like i i'm not working right now i don't have money my girl only has li- limited amount amount of money uh she can't be getting any loans i can't be getting any loans um like we need yeah, this I just kept telling him like this is really really heavy. This is like hard to like Yeah, it's, it was stomach. a lot to deal with. Um so he got it down to like 1500 or something and I guess I'm grateful for that even though I have a feeling that that still is like a, a pretty big markup. I feel like it's um, uh, well like looking at the pages of the breakdown. Well. I mean six almost 700 of that alone went to just the labor. Yeah, it's always like half and half. Yeah. Like half goes to like parts and half to labor. It Which I get like, it. Like it's you're you're working on a vehicle. There's a lot that requires. You got to tear a lot of shit out. You got to replace. Like it's well, a lot to do. The, but that's that's a lot of money. I made the argument. I was like, so this one, you're telling me this one piece, or for this one repair, to replace this part was going to be like a thousand bucks, and then another thousand for the labor or whatever. So two grand. And then the car brand new supposedly was like, like twenty four grand. I didn't pay that because we got it used. Yeah. But brand new, and so you're telling me like two grand or even a grand. Like this one piece is like a twentieth of the cost of the car. This one little piece, small component, and it like the math like seems like hollywood math to me yeah it just does not add up it's like how hollywood producer math works for like movie budgets it's like the way they like figure out what they're paying and and markups and and actual cost and everything it just seems like bullshit i was like there's no way like you're charging two thousand dollars for this tiny section of the car but the whole car together is like (laughs) I don't know. The the math doesn't add up. Yeah. But, I mean, I am grateful that, you know, I did have, you know, 
friends that came through to kind of help me kind of get to and from work and um and then those same friends were like telling me you know next time if you've got any sort of car issue like we know people everyone knows people yeah i'm like well i don't know any people but i also don't put myself out there to meet people either i feel like everyone i've ever talked to even if they don't seem to know about cars always says oh i know a guy who does Okay. Yeah, I even had one of the friends' husband yeah, get on the phone and say, hey, like, I know this guy. He's been a family friend. Like, next time anything happens, like, give us a call. Like, literally, all you've got to do Maybe. is pay for the parts. He'll but charge you very little. Like, the risk that I was trying to avoid is, like, with maybe more specialty items like regenerative braking right like a lot of mechanics or guys who just do it as a hobby or might not know yeah i don't but at least for like you never know like what's their expertise but at least i'm not gonna put my life on the line with some like weird guy doing it out of his home garage but i think i trust i trust her and her husband i would trust their friend because because they they too have a prius and and they they had had him rebuild like their engine um and she drives it and she's kind of like me she's you know she's doesn't really like driving she doesn't like feel comfortable and so if she felt comfortable being in that car and have knowing he had worked on it and it's functioning fine and it's a specialty you know car then like i i do have a little more trust in that like, I don't think I would just trust anybody's friend's mechanic, but if they've also have the same year of car, the same style yeah, of car, it. like, you know. Uh, what? What's your, uh, how do you look back on that situation? It was. It was, it was a very intense situation. I think, um, I think we both could have handled ourselves better with each other. Um, because I think I did snap and I said a lot of things, but I think I was so angry and I felt so like disrespected and just like, like so uncared for that. Like I hit a whole new level of like anger. Like that was my final straw. Like I was fucking pissed. Um, but I look back on it and I, and I'm appreciative to the fact that we did have that money set aside. Um, it could have been way worse. Like we could have gotten hurt. We could have flipped the car. We could have had way more in damages. Like we could have got hit. Like you don't, you never know. So like I, look, I don't think we were at. I, like I want to stress that we weren't at risk of being hit. Like, well, it no, could have but happened, I'm saying but, like, like really, it comes down to my impatience caused me to turn hard, squeal the tires, yeah. and cause like a major mechanical issue. Even though I feel like maybe another vehicle would have been able like like, totally fine and take that turn okay right um but i was like i was again in this kind of like haze of like aggression and um like self-hating and and not caring about other people because i was just like in in pain and yeah and i think when obsessing about myself when we kind of had our conversation and everything it, it did help me also realize that like I was kind of at fault too because like even though I shouldn't have to remind you like a simple like it's okay take a breath just be patient there's no hurry to go home like what's two more minutes well I think you know like or a, a co-pilot mentality or like is, checking in on you 
Yeah, are that, are you okay too. to drive? I know you're not feeling well. I know you're hungry. And I didn't take that initiative to say, you know, are you okay to drive? Do you want me to drive? Right. And so for me, like, it's helping me realize, like, like, it shouldn't always be on you. You shouldn't always have to be the driver. You shouldn't always have to be the one in control. Like, you need to learn to let that go and let me take over some of it. And I need to learn to to kind of ask you about that. Like, are you okay? Do you want me to drive? Like offering it up to you so that you don't feel like, well, I don't have a choice. I have to drive. Well, I think just getting in the mentality of being like a a safety-oriented co-pilot instead of like trying to like like be a backseat driver, come at it from like, well, yeah, offer to drive if, if that's an option or... um. But just like, yeah, like you said, like, there's, you know, they can wait behind us. Yeah. Don't worry about them. Like, don't, yeah, don't worry about them. Don't, like, cut in front of these cars here. Uh, let's just wait till they pass, you know, doing stuff. Or, like, I've told you, you need to be more assertive with people giving you dri- or rides if you're uncomfortable with them braking hard or driving too fast. Like, be assertive and say, can you not, like, break hard or yeah like my life is in your hands like just because you drive like that by yourself doesn't mean that i'm comfortable with you driving like that with me in the car because you can put me at danger you know yeah um what else yeah what did what uh what all do you take away from it uh I don't know. I mean, everything we already said. I just, I just still feel <laughs> awful because I, I talk all the time about you know trying to be better and trying to change and um, trying to get healthier. And then I have these moments where you know I all that goes out the window and I snap and I get ultra depressed or I get really angry, either at others or myself. Uh, so I just felt like. I mean, that's one of the more vulnerable moments I think I've ever experienced. So just like yeah. kind of just not caring about anything like myself or the world and and then paying like this big price, uh, financial price that you paid um, or even like kind of knowing your life was maybe in jeopardy or your own health. And then just like the whole mental all the mental stuff that goes with that. Yeah. Um, like, but I mean, it, it was tough for me to like stomach. Like I, I caused this, I caused it. But at least like you accept, like you, you accepted not, it. You acknowledged it. Like I did cause this. This was my fault. Um, but like I said, but I'm like, so like about avoiding and I'm so about trying to be proactive and preventative stuff that yeah. it's, it's you know it's more than just embarrassing it's like it's like um i feel like uh like um like like i'm full of shit or that i'm far more weaker than you know i ever you want to like admit yeah but or it reconfirms like oh i am a fucking weak piece of shit and it can reaffirm those negative things about you too oh i'm a fucking psycho i think you just have to like kind of like i kind of over time had reframed it too. like instead of just focusing on like that negative accepting it like you're right I do need to work on my patience 
And then also accepting. And all these other. I'm human. Being aware. I make mistakes. I can't do and heal everything overnight. Even though I continuously work on certain things, I still fall back into some of those old habits because when you're trapped in that negativeness and you're trapped in like that anger and whatever, like the last thing on your mind is like that rational. Yeah. And I've been puking and shitting like nonstop for like two weeks and like I, I probably had no business like driving. Yeah. And and I was annoyed that that you you didn't come with me to the doctors. So that didn't really figure in but i mean it's like it's an accumulation it's just an overall shitty day that i think we learned a lot of different lessons from and we just have to continue to like try to put those into play and just like try to stop that negative like like that negative thought train whether it's me pointing it out and saying like no let me drive or you know different things i think we both had a lot of power in our control that we didn't take because you know we're we were focusing on other things or we were trapped in these like thoughts that like we could have tried to like kick ourselves out of and we paid the price for it but i feel like it was a very big learning curve painful (laughs) it was a very painful big learning curve um but it does reaffirm like I need to be more in the present and you need to work again more on like the anger and and the the kind of like snap decisions. Um but we're human and and we're we've grown up enough to to acknowledge those things that we know we need to work on them. And it's not going to happen overnight. We're still going to make stupid decisions, but hopefully going forward, like we can be a little bit more aware in the moment of each other's feelings and our own feelings. I think for me, a lot of frustration from those moments comes from like feeling like, like I'm not even in a safe place to fail. Like, oh, we're already financially strapped. We're already like struggling financially uh i'm already struggling emotionally uh, definitely struggling physically in that moment and to feel like like i can't even fail i guess i don't is that even a thing failing safely i feel like you can have an environment where like if you do fuck up you do make mistakes like you can do it without getting hurt you can do it without like a complete disaster and to feel like, well, that didn't happen. I failed and it was a complete disaster and it was very painful, like very, like things went very wrong. Very wrong, very fast. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that almost like adds to that accumulation of depression. It's like, well, I can't even like squeal my tires or turn hard without causing, you know, thousands of dollars of damage or putting life's life's on the line right like it just is like jesus i mean i can't what can i do like what yeah it does kind of start again, to feel like that yeah it's like, like okay, what can i human even and fucking stuff, do but like i'm afraid to be human i'm afraid to fuck like i have to just like suppress all the time just be perfectly like aware all the time so it's not like about avoiding failure but it is like let's I don't know, fail in a way that's not going to create total disaster. And that, I think, is can be tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, so. I don't really have any... 
like like looking back on it it just feels kind of painful still i um, just i don't know i just i'm trying to like forgive myself um but yeah it's like a guilt thing you should you should forgive yourself it's, like it's not something that just will go away instantly i still feel a lot of guilt over the the fucking gash on the side of the the door from whatever a year or two ago so dave dave's lesson learned is he needs to learn to forgive himself and not beat yourself up so much over That's these what things you keep saying. yeah but holding but. on holding on to this it's in the past it's done it's over with you can move on and learn the lesson like reframe I, it and stop beating yourself up because the grass is greener like i think i just worry about like well i don't want to become one of those assholes that well okay well someone said they forgive me or something so i'm going to just continue being an asshole or inconsiderate or you know not thinking things through whatever it may be so i think it's like well okay just move on well what if i move on too fast then maybe i'll i'll fuck up again and i'll just be that asshole who just is like this all the time because well if no one's holding me accountable or if i'm not beating myself up holding myself accountable then it's just gonna like be bad all the time or i'm just gonna be bad all the time so it's like i'm trying to (laughs) like the self-flagellation and self-punishment is like i think a way like i trick myself into like thinking i'll prevent it from happening again if i just beat myself up more about it but does that work has that ever worked for you no i need to just focus i need to use that energy more on again like the preventative proactive like coping things of just being more aware and like you said like communicating more hey ashley maybe you should drive or you communicating because i mean there's no there's no shame like in that game there's no shame in admitting vulnerability there's no shame in asking for help and like there there's no reason to continue to like beat yourself up over it like yeah i'm not saying forget about it but you do need to like forgive yourself for it because I, th- right. I, th- I think that's what I struggle with yeah. is like the like separating those two of like not forgetting but like forgiving. Yeah, forgive yourself for it. Be thankful that it wasn't worse than it was. That you still have so much more better things going on. You still have a roof over your head. Like you, you like focus on the positive things and then focus on like the growth of it the lessons you learned from it how can you put those into play so that it doesn't happen again i'm trying that's why i want to talk about it too is like i want other people to like like join me join us in being aware of this stuff and trying to prevent like that unnecessary pain and catastrophic failure mistakes are going to happen they're going to continue to happen dumb shit's going to continue to happen but if you continue to like allow yourself to continue to be in those mindsets or to continue to not learn from those things then yeah you're gonna see those repeats and you're never the, yeah the voice in your head, you're like, never just, gonna like move forward or ask right i could have asked you to come to the appointment with well, me. i, I could have asked you if i should wait to take this turn or something right right like it's okay to be over communicative 
Yeah. Like especially when when you're when you are in a car. So it's better to over communicate. There's yeah, I I would prefer like a constant over communication versus like no communication or an under communication because if you're not communicating with me and I'm not communicating with you, then where's that bond? Where's that connection? Where's where's that partnership? If we're just going to continue to act like, well, he's on his own, I'm on my own. He can do whatever he wants, I'm going to do whatever I want. Like mm. instead of communicating and saying, "Hey, I'm not feeling very safe. Maybe you should calm down a little bit or let me let me drive." You know, like it it's uncomfortable to call people out on that. But I think like people kind of need that. They need to kind of be put in check a little bit because we can't always check our own emotions. And yeah. and you couldn't check your emotions that time. And and I was being blind to it and not kind of being that partner and noticing that and helping you put it in check. So I kind of left you abandoned to make that decision that you made that impacted both of us. When if we were both just being aware, being communicative, like ha- not having that shame and, and accepting that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to like ask for these things. Like I think a lot of people struggle with that. And, and you have stuff like this that happens. Like, how much more different could have that day gone if we would have, like, put our egos aside, if we would have both been paying attention, we would have both been, like, communicating with each other, checking in with each other. Like, that day could have gone completely different. A fucking week. And then, <laughs> yeah, the whole I, week like, to me, could I'm have thinking, gone too, is, like, well, this bill is huge, so it's not just this week. It goes, like, back a week too at least because it's taking pay away you worked all these days hard for this money and now we have to just or you have to just dump it into the car to get it like working safely again yeah so uh, to kind of wrap it up i uh i went out later that night after watching some youtube videos of guys who were able to like reset their dash lights um, and the tricks didn't work. I, I did it multiple times, couldn't get it to work. I drove the car to Vaughn's um, in the parking lot. Still all the lights on, all the, the brakes feeling weird. Couldn't get it. So I drove it home and then in the morning uh, called to, to get it into the... Toyota. Yeah. Which I really appreciated you taking that initiative and, and, and calling them. Like, I mean, I had called Firestone like the night before just saying like, Hey, like, do you think these will kick off on their own? Like, should I potentially be considering taking this into a shop? Um, but the fact that you, you got up, you took that initiative, you called them and you said, okay, you're going to drive to work and then I'm going to drive it to Toyota and have them check it. So yeah, I drove you to. I dropped you off at work, and then I drove it. Well, you passenger. I drove myself to work, oh, but yeah, you passengered. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like I yeah, it could like you. You could have stayed in that negative thing, and you could have been like, you know what? Let her drive herself to work. She can drive home, and she can deal with it. And and you didn't. You 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 took that initiative, and you did it. Like you took the reins of it. You dealt with the phone calls back and forth between Toyota. So you took that responsibility, I and, to, and I appreciate I mean, that. I caused it. So I mean, but to, I think old. To, I think old David. 
like. <laughs> I don't know. That's not nice. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I think maybe old David. I've had accountability. Like, well, I've yeah, been you have. My whole life, I just have struggled with. I think communicating, or uh, uh, I don't know, just communicating in a in a like a healthier, like um, um, more direct way. (laughs) Yeah, I guess more direct, being more brutally honest, and um, uh, not not trying to protect my ego. Right. Yeah. Um, trying to own the mistakes right away uh, i still default to that kind of hiding or not hiding but withdrawing um kind of mindset anytime i, I get angry or feel like i'm in trouble or something because that's how i was treated when i was a kid I right in trouble and i was just expected to just sit there and listen to my parents lecture me and uh, berate me and then receive some sort of a punishment and then it was pretty much not spoken about again unless it was brought up as leverage against me uh, to remind me that I've fucked up or been right. a bad person uh, in the past so no you don't get this privilege or you can't do that because of this so it's just constantly being used against me and it just kind of years of going through that weeks and weeks and months and months years and years of like experiencing that kind of bad wiring from your parents like then you go out and try to have a a relationship or friendships and then shit happens i'm going to be incapable of maturely or handling it in a level-headed way because you're gonna you're gonna go back to the the ways that you know the the ways that you've experienced and dealt with yeah i'm i'm bad i'm bad i'm bad or uh, mimicking my parents and saying no you're bad you're bad you know, I, I end up deflecting or projecting on other people uh, so a lot of like it, yeah it's not a good situation to just like shame and punish 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 and uh, kind of expect silence like I, I couldn't I was silent all the time I couldn't talk back or really defend myself because my parents wouldn't accept anything yeah, other than they like just biblical, you. like religious um, interpretations of of my behavior, or uh, like all my logic never uh, was good enough for them because they were based in the Bible and religion, and uh, I like my excuses or my desires were viewed as you know wrong or sinful. Um, because they were the parents and they're, and they're always right, according yeah. to the Bible or whatever. So According to most parents. Um, my house, my rules. I'm right, that, you're wrong. That just fucking, you know, I, I took that into adulthood and I'm still trying to shake loose of, like, their bad behavior that was imprinted on, on Well, when me. you have 18 years of, of kind of being forced to live that way like how do you how do you break it like you can't like i said earlier you can't just break that shit overnight like it takes a lot of hard work and then i struggle with like i said earlier with like um separating certain things so like the forgetting and and the uh, forgetting and forgiving the difference between that stuff when to apply it which one i can't differentiate between certain things or struggle with it still because 
my parents would like overly simplify or overly like uh, combine things. Uh, I don't know if I can give an example, but it was just like, I don't know when you're you're told pretty much you're bad and wrong all the time, but we love you. And then you're like, gonna believe that, like, like that oh, sounds, I'm bad. That I'm sounds wrong. like a weird. Like there's always like these weird contradictions or these uh, blending, um, converging of ideas or uh, what's the other word? Um, uh, <laughs> intertwining them. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of twisting them in, yeah. in a fucked up way. Twisting them to fit like the narrative. Yeah, in the way you want it to fit, even though that's not like realistically like how it should be. So look at all the look <laughs> at all the ha- the havoc it's it's wreaked on my life. Where this a lot of these things were avoidable, preventable pains or failures that could have been taught in childhood, and pain and failure is not avoidable we will always have pain and failure and it's necessary but i think minimizing it is possible and i think minimizing it is important because we can do that through imparting wisdom and knowledge and continuing to like put all these things into practice coping techniques and yeah differentiating between certain things uh. Yeah. Growth is hard. It's, it's heavy shit. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but I think when you get over those hurdles, it feels really good to kind of break those those binds that yeah, have it like should feel good. <laughs> Something finally goes good, or you get like a positive result after all that struggle or the, the pain. Uh, during that, we I I had my first lift ride, which was weird. I as well. <laughs> I, I mean, you had taken Lyft or Uber I before. had, I think, my, Ubered. My first ride share. I think I had Ubered before. At the age of 31 in <laughs> 2020. I had Ubered before with another person. I had never, like, ordered a Lyft or an Uber by myself and, like, rode it by myself. But uh, during that, that was the first time I think I've ever 100%, like, I had to, like, download the app. I had to, like, do it myself. Like, yeah. That shit's expensive. So, it, yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> uh, every time I I think about, oh, let's just sell our cars and use, like, city transportation oh or, God, or bikes cost... or, or ride share, it would... I feel like it would cost more. It would Especially cost with me... the mental yeah. like, drain of, like, uh, always making these uh like schedules right and, and hoping wait, they don't around. drop it and then you got to wait for another person Th- yeah to drop that was the it first thing that i noticed so like toyota um arranged they weren't using a shuttle but they had a program through lyft where they would uh take some customers back home uh if they didn't live too far away uh, so that was really cool. I didn't have to wait around. I mean, they kept the car for days anyway. So, But they uh, drove me home and then picked me up at home and took me back to the dealership when the car was fully repaired. So that was cool. I was grateful for that. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I noticed on our uh, waiting for the car to come back and pick us up was it uh like it, there's not a guarantee like pickup time yeah. so we were waiting around for maybe 30 minutes after first being told that they would like put the request in and then i think i got like a text like 30 minutes later 
saying, I don't know, so-and-so's like on their way. Yeah. They'll be there in like 20 minutes. And then they dropped off <laughs> after a few minutes and then they said, hey, someone else is going to come and pick you up. And then, and they, then dropped they, they dropped off. And then the third one finally like showed up. So we were waiting about an hour, I think, total. Yeah, I think so. And that shit kind of freaks me out. Because if you have to be to work or to an appointment, mm -hmm. like waiting around for a, a Lyft or an Uber to get there at a specific time doesn't seem like because then it now, will ever work. Like now you've got to be kind of inconvenienced. And kudos, because I know, like I know a few people like at work who have had to, like that's their main form of transportation is well, using the, the, the Ubers buses. and Lyfts. And it's like, I'm the kind of person that like, I'm, I'm learning that my time is valuable. I don't want to just waste <laughs> my time. Get, yeah. The older I get, the more the I'm realizing, like, I don't want to just waste my time. But if I had to Uber or Lyft to work, like on a daily basis, like also they do charge more between peak times. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so not only do I have to try to like get an Uber and a Lyft early so that I can get to work, how early am I going to show up to work? How much more am I going to be waiting around until I'm actually going to work? And then like the, the, that day that I took the Lyft home, it was like at the time I was off, it would have cost like 25 to 30 bucks just to come home. Yeah. So it's like, then I had Just to wait, pocket change I had to wait to see if it would drop. And almost like a half an hour to an hour later, it was down to like 15 bucks. And I was like, okay, that's still a lot, but I'm, I've already waited like an hour. Like, I just want to go home. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't want to just sit here and wait so that my freaking wallet isn't suffering even more. And it still cost me almost 20 bucks to come home for like a 10, 15 minute drive. Like, that's crazy. That's a lot of money. Like, yeah. imagine spending that every day. I'd be spending like 40 to 50 bucks just to go to and from work on a daily basis. Like, at this point, it just makes more sense for me personally to have a car. Yeah, I mean, if, if the, if the trade-off is pretty much... Your time I, I, don't, I don't know what the trade-off is. influx of money. Because <laughs> I feel like they might be similar in cost. Like, you factor in major repairs with... Uh, insurance basic maintenance and, yeah um with insurance with the price of the car with whatever um if you're paying for parking suddenly like okay what is that per day versus yeah. okay what would it be for like public transportation or, or lifts or you know biking and stuff i don't know i think it's probably similar in cost but it doesn't seem like a good trade-off when you're you end up waiting a lot. Yeah, and, like, like you're not my in, time. in control of like the uh, like your time or schedule mm -hmm. anymore. You're just at the whim of like right. the subways or the bus drivers. I feel like so many things in my life are out of my control that like I need to be able to control the things I can control. So if I can control how I'm spending my time, um, then I'm gonna try to control it. If I have the means to like i i want to take that control because i feel like so much things are already out of my control like i can't control what happens at work and all this other crap like or how i drive yeah <laughs> or how you drive um but yeah i can control that i don't have to get to work an hour early and just sit around and twiddle my thumbs like that shit's annoying to me like i don't want to do that so i'd rather take the inconvenience of i've got to pay for gas and repair and insurance like at least the car is paid off like yeah. so that works in our favor but 
Yeah. It was pretty interesting. Uh, it's kind of awkward, too, being in, like, the backseat of a car with, like, a stranger because you're uh, like, mm, yeah. like, are you really going to drop me so off? So the Lyft driver <laughs> on my way home was... They were both friendly. Uh, the first guy, though, had a really dirty car, I felt I like. Know. It just... It, I guess not dirty, but... He looked dirty. He was like an overweight guy who had like cat hair all over him and his like middle console kind of looked messy and uh, I didn't really see, I don't think they can have anything else like out. They're not supposed to be like hauling around their shit. Yeah, I don't it's supposed think to be so. open for passengers. Um, I think they do ask that like you keep your car like clean and. and yeah, and I felt like his dash like looked kind of like greasy like all the stuff he could touch Ew. i don't know i just was not i didn't like the uh feeling of or lack of feeling of cleanliness and then oh yeah i told you that he he like wasn't following his like gps he like missed the on-ramp my, my driver home as well did the, that to the interstate and he had like the it, he had it like hands-free but he had the audio like prompts on and he just fucking, like, wasn't paying attention to it or purposefully ignored it in order to, like, keep the meter. Yeah, like, like milk get, the drive. Yeah, get paid more. Um, So that was kind of annoying. And then he, like, I was trying to tell him, like, okay, here's, like, the, the turns coming up. Because he was, like, going really fast. And I thought well, this guy's going to, like, miss the turn. And I told you, he, like, asked me, like, well, what do you do for, for a living or for work? And I was like, uh... The turns right here, like so you don't miss it. And he's like, "Uh huh. What, what do you do for work?" <laughs> like, uh, I don't think I want to answer that question now. Like, if you're gonna just like yeah. be this weirdo, um, and then the guy that picked us up and took us back to the dealership was uh, very chatty, and he uh, he was like talking about his Nissan and how great his Nissan yeah. was. But I don't know. I've never heard much anything good about nissan i don't know if they're a good car but i don't really no like idea. their designs and um and then he starts talking about he's got a book right <laughs> he wrote a book and he was thinking about trying to like self-publish on amazon and asked us if we would read it and uh, i said yeah i'll read it and He's like, oh, are you are you serious though yeah, because like, like really i've had passengers it. say they would read it before but then like I don't hear back from him. I was like, I'll, I'll really read it. So he's like, well, like, text me. Or he, I think he gave me his number, and then I texted him, mm -hmm. and then my my email address, and then he uh, emailed me, and then asked like, what did we talk about <laughs> on our car ride yeah, or something? I remember that as like the, uh, the the password type question, security question. Um, so I replied back to the email and was like, we talked about the, the book and about life and cars and stuff. And then he sent me the link to the to the book and I skimmed through that. Um, I feel like I might have a screenshot of that somewhere else. So maybe we'll talk about that more later. But I, uh, I did not like his book. I skimmed through it and I <laughs> uh, didn't feel like it was my demographic. It was definitely for older people. Um, I, I felt like there was a lot of kind of pointless observations in there. Not, I didn't feel like there was enough like life detail from him. 
he had a lot of Bible verses in there, which I was totally against. And yeah. Felt like added nothing to to the book, or it, it wasn't even a book. It was like seventy pages. It looked like a long blog post or something. Uh, he had a lot of typos and like sh sentence structure, grammatical errors. Um, so yeah, I ended up uh, emailing him some criticism, but that's kind of what he wanted. He well, just yeah, kept he asking asked for, for feedback. It, yeah. Be honest. Be honest. Yeah, he so. said, like, if you read it, like, be honest, like, I want the feedback. So but I thought that was kind of an interesting experience. Yeah, it was a very interesting experience. He was nice, though. Very chatty. Nice. So, got the car back. Um, what's next on my list? Uh, oh, I got new ties into that. I left my earphones in the first guy's car, apparently, because I remember taking him out when I was walking to his car and putting him in my pocket and then got home and they were gone. So apparently they slipped out of my pocket and were in his seat or on the floor and Somewhere, he didn't see yeah. either and I didn't see it apparently when I got out of his car. I don't know how, but um, I ended up ordering some, uh, some new headphones. They're only like 20 bucks each. I got two pairs of them and they're the same brand that I had before. The brand is called One More, so the number one and then the word more, M-O-R-E. And they're ear or they're in ear headphones, so they're just like the um, kind of like the AirPods or like the uh, old version yeah. before that. Um, so not like the not like the 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 thinner buds that kind of more go of like deeper. the actual circular like yeah they're, bud. yeah they're not they're not more like, of the, like the classic yeah like a classic yeah. in ear they're not like the ear plug ones right. Uh, Which I, I feel like I AirPods like are kind of like that. They're kind of like the earplug because they sit more, like, more inside. Yeah, they're like, a, they're like a, almost a hybrid. Yeah. They're in between. Um, yeah, I just, I can't fuck with they AirPods. They come with a cool case, though, like your one more. I felt like they came with a really cool case. For 20 bucks, like, that shit yeah. looked like. You got, like, a cool, like, sticker. It looked like they were, like, $100. They gave you extra, like, um, those little rubbers that you can put around, like, yeah. the piece that goes inside your ear. Yeah. Um, and, like, a little, like, pouch, which <laughs> I thought was really cool. Like, I really liked, like, the way that they packaged their product. Yeah, they're, uh, I think, I don't know if this was one of the reviews, uh, but it said, uh, China's answer to Beats by Dre. Oh. Uh, they're THX certified. They have a design, uh, a design award, and they had an innovation award, I think, in 2016. Um, I prefer the piston style. That's the style I got. And then they have those piston. weird, like, the earplug design, which I don't like. Uh, I think the piston design might be discontinued because mm. I can only find them on eBay, and they had, like, eight left. Um, and their official, uh, like eBay stores, one more underscore official underscore store. Um, so if you guys are looking for any like classical earbuds, uh, they have the best sound too. Like they have really good sound. Um, just like the, the original Apple earbuds. And, uh, I think they work for both Apple and Android. So, and this has a mic on it, so that's cool. I'd probably need the little connector piece to test it <laughs> yeah. in my phone, on my phone. Oh, uh, that's true, yeah. You're, uh, the new ones, you have to have an adapter for Apple. Huh. 
You could use these earbuds on like uh, the PlayStation controllers too, like as a headset. That's pretty pretty cool. Uh, I think that's my Apple last man. recommendation for that stuff. And then uh, a little bit of diet and exercise. So during, um, you know what? I'm going to skip that mm -hmm. stuff and, and save it. I think that's all I have for uh, for that top half. So maybe we should take a break. Okay. And then we can get shake busy our, on the bottom stuff. Shake our chakras, use the restroom, all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, my right. tummy's growling. Oh, I hear your tummy. <laughs> All right, break time. Sometime in the near future, a major earthquake will lay waste to the entire California coastline. From out of the rubble will rise a menace far more terrifying than the death and destruction. Surf Nazis. Who rules the beaches? Who rules the surfers? The beautiful beaches, once the crown jewels of California, are now ruled by ruthless gangs. Only one person is powerful enough, daring enough, brave enough to stop them. Only one person can ensure that surf Nazis must die. She's tough. I want to buy a gun. She's talking like trash, but I'm more interested in something that'll take the head off a honky at 20 paces. She's dangerous. She's all woman. She's Leroy's mama. And as long as she's alive, the surf Nazis must die. First, there was the road warrior. Then there was the Terminator. Now comes an action film of relentless excitement. Taste some of mama's home cooking, Ada! See the film that is creating a tidal wave of action all over the world. See, surf Nazis must die. <laughs>